my name is Julie Turney, and this is the HR Sound Off Podcast Show, the show created for HR and business professionals to discuss pertinent topics and trends as it relates to our professions. We're going to have amazing conversations with HR professionals from all over the world, get to learn their origin stories. How did they get into this profession? What do they love about being here? And how they want to set the record straight on that one misconception that really drives them crazy about our profession. Are you ready? I'm ready. Then let's sound off. Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of the HR Sound Off podcast show. My name is Julie Turney, and I am your host. How are you doing today? I hope that you're having a great day wherever you are in the world listening to this show. HR Sound Off is by an HR professional for HR professionals, magnifying HR voices, sharing great, amazing HR tech to help you move your career forward. Today, I am super excited to have as my guest, um, Josh Schwede from Spotlife. We're going to talk about two things that is very, I'm always geeky and excited about. First of all, well-being in the workplace. That's very important to me. But then we're also going to share some tech. So you know I like to share some tech every once in a while. And Josh is going to tell us all about Spotlife. So Josh, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Julie, hey, it's great to see you. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm excited. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure. You doing okay? Yeah, I'm doing I'm doing great. Yeah, we're doing good. You have some exciting some exciting news for us. Tell us about Spotlife. What is it? How does it work? So yeah, we um we at Spotlife launched our product uh less less than a week ago, um, which we're really excited about. We're a team of HR tech veterans. We've been in this industry, each of us for almost two decades and kind of have seen it all. And we sought out last summer to build an application that was built for people, built for the individuals. And uh, we wanted to go tackle the problem of hustle culture. Mm -hmm. Hustle culture has been written a lot about um, in media. Um, It's very toxic. A lot of people were trained as managers in hustle culture. Mm -hmm. And everybody had a chance to slow down during the pandemic and take inventory of themselves, their work, their life. And if they didn't identify with their boss, if they didn't identify with the values of the company, if they didn't identify with the CEO, any one of those things, they decided to leave. And we thought it was very important and timely to build something that can help people uh, become more self-aware around what's going on Mm -hmm. across their entire life, not just work, get out of hustle culture, get out of autopilot and live their life with more intention. So we just launched it. It's been a little under a year in the making, but we're very, very excited. I'm so excited for you as well. And I'm, I'm happy to come on as an, as an ambassador and share information with my community about Spot, Spotlight. And I'm excited to see where this all goes. But you mentioned something which is always super cool to me, which is being in the HR tech space and seeing a need and filling a need. And I always refer to the cartoon robots because it just so relates to me um, in terms of seeing a need and filling a need. What I know you gave the reason just a little bit, but can you go into some more detail about why you felt it was essential to build this particular piece of tech? Because there are lots of them out there in the market. What makes Spotlight so different? 
So yeah, there's a lot of self-help and self yes. tools that are available if you want to go to the app store. And um, there's amazing tools, right? From mm-hmm. physical wellness to mental wellness to financial wellness um, from a, I will call it a B to C perspective. Yes. But where we knew and where all the data points, a lot of the stress comes from two things. One, the company and two, someone's direct manager. Yeah. And so if we wanted to make real impact, we knew if we started in the workplace, that would be the best place. It might not be the easiest place to go, but we knew it could have the biggest impact. Mm-hmm. And we just thought it was extremely timely giving, given that everybody had a chance to slow down and pause yes. and do a, a complete self-inventory of what's going on and, and maybe set some intentions for them. Um, people became a lot more focused on their life and a lot more, a lot less focused on work. Mm-hmm. So we're going, uh, and th- there's big benefits to this too. We are advocating for our customers to lead with a life first or whole person approach to their people because people can't be great at work if they're not great outside of work, right? And Mm -hmm. traditionally that topic has been taboo. It hasn't been allowed to be talked about. And we're seeing some progressive CEOs and chief people officers that understand inherently, I can't be great as a company if I don't have my people are set up the right way. And so they're starting to advocate for this life first, people first approach, but there wasn't technology or tools to do that. Mm-hmm. And we aim to help. We don't, we don't claim to solve all the world's problems when it comes to this, right. but we feel like we can be something that's really simple and easy to use yeah. and t- deploy to give your people something to prove that you see them, not just a work asset, but you, you know, somebody that's a real human mm-hmm. and there's nothing more powerful than a CEO saying, hey, I want you to hit your goals inside work and outside of work. Yeah. And I know you'll be great if you're doing that. So that's what we're trying to, we're trying to create a conversation and a dialogue around that. Nice. I, I really do appreciate that because a lot of people, as you said, have reset, have refocused, and they're recognizing what's more important to them in terms of the balance that they need to get from life and also from their work, right? A lot of times people were, were living to work instead of working to live. And now they've made that shift. They want to know, how do I stay consistent? How do I stay on track so that I can continue to have a meaningful life um, while I work? Yes? 100%. And I'm, I'm as guilty as this as anybody else. I, I um, At times in my life, I have let my life revolve around my work versus the other way around of having my work not revolve around life, but maybe better integrate yes. into my whole life plan and life strategy. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're trying to do. Um, I think what's interesting about us, you asked why we're different. You know, we're, we're trying to build something for the individuals, but we're also trying to help the companies out as well. So there's a personal sustainability that is, that is kind of obvious, right? Like, hey, if I can make sure that I'm not over-rotated on work and I'm, I'm balanced in life and balanced with my self-care, I'm okay. But we think there's a business sustainability angle here as well. Business, when people burn out, they leave. And when they leave, people get more work thrown on them. They stress out. And guess who suffers in those instances? The customers, right? The customers suffer, which leads to customer churn. So we believe Spotlight can help with business sustainability as well and, and drive real, real impactful performance at a company. Nice. So let's get to the meat of it. Tell us what people can expect when they engage with Spotlight? What does it look yeah. and feel like for people? Well, first of all, and well, I think you're going to, you're going to have some links after the podcast, yes. right? Where we can, we can show people. Um, 
Our first design principle is that we wanted this to be drop dead simple. There's a lot of software that's out there. A lot of it's hard to use, especially in work settings. So we wanted to build something from the ground up for the people. There's a reason why apps are so easy to use, whether it's on the browser or whatever Mm -hmm. in our personal lives, because they're built for us, right? They've got context for me as a person. So whether it's a sleep app, a diet app, a fitness app, um, or even when I sit down on my couch and, and stream my latest shows, like they're curated for me and it's really easy to use. Yeah. So we wanted the software built to have more of a consumer look and feel mm-hmm. versus a, a typical B2B look and feel. I think, so all we're asking for is a couple minutes at the beginning of the week, a couple minutes at the end of the week and like 30 seconds each day. So mm-hmm. the way it works, first of all, at the beginning of your week, you won't find us integrated into Teams or Slack or anything. We want you to zoom out and be away from all the noise that's out there and really think about your entire life, not just work. Mm-hmm. And we have um, we have them set an intention. So that's the beginning of the work workflow, the beginning of the week workflow. Okay. I would say kind of the heartbeat of what we do. We ask this question on Monday morning. We ask Julie, how fulfilled are you across work, across life, and across your self care? Mm-hmm. Right. So it forces you at the beginning of the week yeah. to be really honest with yourself. So work self explanatory. That's work and career. Life, you know, is social life, friends, family, relationships. And then through hundreds and hundreds of conversations we had, we realized that people are deprioritizing themselves. So we felt like it was important to drive real awareness around self-care. So it's physical wellness, mental wellness, uh, et cetera. So you'll, you'll, you'll turn some dials and it'll be like an early warning signal or barometer of how fulfilled are you across those three. And then we ask you to set an intention for the week. Mm-hmm. This isn't a goal. It's not, a, so we're not right. a goal or okay or our platform. Right. We want you to have one consistent behavioral purpose, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, maybe Saturday. Uh-huh. So we'll have you set an intention. And oh, by the way, it's not the top three things on your to-do list either, right? It's one, it's one consistent behavior. Uh-huh. You'll set that and then we'll say, all right, well, if you want to make that a reality, what are some actions you can take? So right. we get, make them think proactively, like what actions can I take to hit that intention or what's going to get in my way? What could be some detractors that would prevent me from doing this? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's it. It's just a couple of minutes at the beginning of the week. You set that and then go to your meetings, go to your work apps, whatever you got to do, do your thing. But Spotlight's going to come back at you at the end of each day. And it's going to say, hey, Julie, did you apply your intention today? Yes or no? Mm-hmm. We're just going to ask for a simple thumbs up or thumbs down. Yeah. So, you know, that's going to come at the end of every day. Right. Um, you can write a little note, note about your day if you want to. Mm-hmm. So you'll do that Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday until Friday comes around. And then the third piece comes in, which is an end of week look back, which we call a reflection. Right. So I'll ask you some questions about how did your intention go? What did you learn? What could you have done better? Mm-hmm. Um, we'll help you peek into next week and we'll say, do you want to keep building on that intention and build more muscle? Or are you ready maybe to, to pivot from like a work intention over to a life intention? So we'll ask you that. And then the last piece is we end the, new, the week on a high note with some gratitude. There's amazing neuroscience around the, the power of thanks mm-hmm. and gratitude. So um, we ask you to think about some things that you're thankful for for the week. Yeah. And then you're all done. So a couple of minutes at the beginning of the week, a couple of minutes at the end of the week, and then we'll save that data for you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's your data. Nobody's going to see any of your data unless you choose to share it with somebody. Right. So from an individual perspective, you're totally protected. Trust is trust is essential here. And, um, and then we're going to give you some kind of insights and aha moments along the way to help you teach some things mm-hmm. to you that you might not have known. Um, the benefit for the company is huge because we're going to anonymize the quantitative data um, across those pulses that we capture okay. to give companies some insights like, hey, how's my company doing? How are my people doing? How are they doing across work, life, and self? And they don't really collect that data today. No, they don't. So we're going to be able to present that in a way without violating any of the privacy issues um, to give them some insights 
to hopefully allow them to put some strategies together in case maybe some teams or some divisions or some geographies are a little bit um, out of whack. We'll give them some early warning signals for that. Yeah. That's a lot, but very essential and very exciting because now I get something that helps to hold me accountable as an, as an individual, right? And it's slight nudges. And I know there's a lot of science around nudging. So versus, you know, having to write lots of stuff, the thumbs up, thumbs down makes, makes perfect sense to me. So much easier to just nudge people during the day. And then I also love the fact that you're finding ways to hold people to an intention. So can you give like an example of what that looks like? As I know you've done some beta testing. A lot of organizations may say, this stuff is too touchy-feely. Like my people don't need to waste their time doing this all day. They've got work to do. But what are the, what are the research that you've done? What has it shown are the benefits of engaging Spotlight and working this, adding this feature to your employee experience? Well, for the CEOs and the leaders that are out there saying people have to get their work done, they do. I mean, you're paying them for that. But that is not the culture that people want to work in anymore, right? They want to be recognized and say, hey, I see you for more than just a work asset. I see you as a human, right? They want to be treated like humans. And so, um, yeah, I do think there's some touchy-feely things that are out there, right? I think there's there's a lot of wellness and culturally stuff. Um, I, I don't think we're that. I mean, we did a bunch of user testing. Um, and we asked people like what they thought of it, like what they liked, what they didn't like. And the biggest stat we got was 88% of the users said they would use this if it was available right now. And then we asked them another question and said, what if your company bought this for you? And there was no drop off. Like they all said, that's fine. I don't care if my company buys it for me or not. Like, I just want to start using this. What's really interesting is the younger generation. They're already pre-wired. This is how they already think and they live their lives. So they're, they're very excited to use this. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, I'm a, I'm a Gen Xer. Yep. I do think those of us, Gen X and some of the boomers, this is going to be a little bit different yeah. from how we were brought up in the workplace mm-hmm. with lots of FaceTime and busyness and all that. But, you know, I think if everybody's being really honest with themselves and they looked in the mirror, were you really the best version of yourself when you were overworked, when you were on autopilot, when you didn't really know what's going on? Yeah. And then I think the other lens to think through is, Think about the best leader you've ever worked for, or maybe one or two. Mm -hmm. I'd be willing to bet that they were acutely aware of what was going on with you at work, but also outside of work. And they were coaching you on both sides of that equation. That's what creates that empathy and loyalty to those leaders. And so this, there's not a ton of science behind this, Julie. This is treating people like humans, asking them things about work, but also inquiring about what's going on in their lives. And, you know, the cool thing is, you don't have to, being a leader, you don't have to understand what somebody's intentions are because it might be a very personal intention. That is something very secret to them, but just by a leader saying, Hey, how's your intention going this week, Julie? And is there anything I can do to help you with that? Like just asking those questions Mm -hmm. can do wonders for the relationship between the team leader and the team members. So, um, you know, I, I, squishy, I I hear you, but I think we're just trying to approach this from the human perspective and who doesn't want to be treated more like a human. I think everybody wants to be treated like a human. I definitely agree with that. For our HR people who are listening to this episode of this Mm -hmm. podcast, 
um, what advice or would you give them in terms of once they've looked to the website and they're looking to engage their leadership in a conversation about integrating Spotlight into their employee experience, what advice would you give them around having that conversation? Because I know sometimes as HR professionals, they look at stuff, they go, yes, this is great. I think it'd be great for our organization. I'm not sure how to get leadership buy-in. So a couple things. I'm, I'm probably going to look and sound a little bit different than most of your guests because I'm not an HR practitioner. Mm -hmm. I know you have a lot of those on there. But what I have done is spending two decades in the HR technology space. I talk, I've talked with all of them, right? And not all of them, but a lot of them. Oh. So I do feel like I've got a little bit of credibility here. Yes. First of all, first of all, I have a lot of respect for what HR has gone through the past three years, like even pre-pandemic, right? Yeah. A lot of the social issues started to become more visible in the workplace, mm -hmm. which is which is a good thing. And so they were trying to figure out how to navigate that. And then COVID came along and we didn't really know what that was. And then it was like return to work and hybrid. And now there's just, you know, people are looking to leaders in HR to be examples, right? They want to work for places like that. And so I, I've seen some of my really good work friends have to leave the HR profession because they burned out. Yep. Like they just can't keep up with that anymore. So I, first of all, I recognize that. Yeah. And, but that's kind of a, I mean, that's kind of a good segue into spotlight, right? Yep. I mean, it's pretty, has there ever been a better time for HR to get attention from CEOs and leaders, right? They now recognize, I really have to put my money where my mouth is proving to my people that I care about them, yeah. right? You won't win the game in recruiting or retention nowadays if your CEO is not out there proving that they care about their people. Mm -hmm. So I think in terms, in terms of how to do it, it's actually pretty simple. This isn't an engagement tool. There's plenty of engagement surveys that are out there. Yeah. Those are almost all work focused, right? Um, this isn't a goal platform. We're just trying to do one intention and it might not even be a work intention that week. Uh, this is just something simple that this is how people run their lives yeah. and they need help with it. They don't, they don't have a framework to, to run this. Some do, they've got their own systems and that's fine. We're not trying to replace their systems, but a lot of people just need a little bit of help. And yes. going back to the beginning, a lot of the stress comes from managers in the workplace. So now we're providing a framework for people to be able to have conversations about what matters to the people yeah. inside and outside of work that didn't exist. It used to be, we couldn't talk about that. So I think just taking a human approach to your to your leaders to say, hey, do we really care about our people? If we do, then how are we proving that to them? What are we doing? It's not about unlimited PTO, nope. right? It's not about, you know, these different benefits. Like how are we really proving to them that we care about yeah. the whole person? And I think we I think we can help with that. I definitely agree with you. We do need help with that. And I think it's one of those things that a lot of us have struggled with over time. So I'm so glad to see, to have Spotlight in my life, um, to be able to share that with my community so that they can start to make some positive changes for themselves, but then also help the people that they serve to make those changes too. Any other recommendations, insights that you want to share with us about Spotlight before we move on? I don't know about Spotlight. I would just, I would encourage anybody who's on this podcast, who's a leader, like you, you can start doing this right now without our tool, right? You can just start asking questions about your people. Like, do you know 
do you know why they work why they came to work here why they're on your team what do they want to what do they want to do like those are the types of questions that really build trust and empathy mm-hmm. right? spotlight can help provide a, a, a framework for that but i would just start doing that right away yeah. like be acutely aware of who's on your team and what their what their goals are inside and outside of work or how could your your work goals how could work be a means to achieving some life goals right um so i think that's something they can just quickly do without even without even worrying about us. Yeah, absolutely. Be intentional. And people are, people want it. They've, they've spoken. They want to be, they want to be seen Mm -hmm. and treated that way. And that's a way to quickly start doing it. It starts with, it starts with every leader. Mm -hmm. People want to know that you care about them and it's not just about the work and, you know, the end result of finishing a project or completing a task. But do you really care about me as a human being? And I think that, as you mentioned earlier, um, it's one of those things coming out of the pandemic that's really helped people to appreciate. I want to be in a place where I feel like I belong and I want to work with a leader who actually cares about me from as an entire human being. And I want to be okay to bring my entire human to work and, and not feel like I'm going to be told you know, leave my personal life at the door, come and do my work and then pick back up your personal life when you come back out of the door, because I can't do that. I'm an entire person and all of those things are included. So I need to know that the people I work with care about that. So thank you so much. Are you, what, what examples are you seeing? You're talking to a lot of people. Are you seeing any cool examples of, you know, leaders or companies doing that? So for me, I do see quite a few um, companies really trying to get more intentional and asking those questions um, around how do they, you know, really support their people. I actually just came back from a conference in Jamaica where I sat talking to a bunch of CEOs who um, run credit unions around the Caribbean. And just having that conversation about, well, how do we better support our HR teams? And I thought that that was so progressive of them to actually think about, you know, their HR teams and how they can make them better and bring them into the future, but also be intentional about understanding how they help them with their well-being. Because we've been through a lot prior to COVID, through COVID, we're still going through stuff as HR people. Our mental well-being is being challenged and perplexed. But to see that they actually want to figure out, well, tell us, like, what do our HR people need and let's get it for them, um, I thought was, you know, a wonderful way for me to spend my weekend. But yes, there are lots of organizations out there that are seeking to be that intentional. And I am looking forward to working with those people in the future to kind of develop different things to help them create safe spaces, engaging spaces, spaces of belonging for the people that they they have on their staff who are creating experiences for their customers. So lots of, we've got lots of work to do and there's definitely a need for spotlight. So I'm glad that you guys are here. Oh, thank you. That means a lot. My pleasure. So tell me, Josh, what are you reading, watching, listening to right now that you think our audience would appreciate? Uh, well, I, I think what's been really interesting for us, this this does tie back to the company and the tool, but there's a lot of people that are posting on LinkedIn that I quit my job today. I couldn't take it anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't have anything to run to. 
Yeah. And we've actually called them or we've sent them a LinkedIn message and we'll, and they get like a thousand likes, right. Or comments or whatever. Mm-hmm. We reach out to a few of those and talk to them and their stories are amazing. Yeah. I mean, just uh, actually scary of how leaders weren't listening mm-hmm. or treating their people terribly. Um, these folks felt trapped. They didn't feel like their company, they had anywhere to go in their company. And they got to the point where I'm, I can't take this anymore. I'm just going to leave my job and I don't even care about my paycheck. Like imagine the state that you have to be in. And so, Mm -hmm. yeah. So we look, we look a lot at that stuff and I I think it's pretty easy to scroll through your LinkedIn feed just to see what your close contacts are doing. But I would encourage you to maybe just go find, you know, search on a hashtag like culture, Mm -hmm. right. Or work or work life or work life integration or work life balance Mm -hmm. and see what you find. Cause the stories are, they're terrible. They're and, yes. um, you know, and I, I don't know, I, I'm sure companies are looking at their own glass door pages, but mm-hmm. I would just say, listen, like, listen to your people. Like they're going to tell, they're always going to tell you what you need. Yeah. And, um, I, I try and do this as best I can. And I, I'm, when I ask the question, I'm always blown away. Like I, some things you think you see coming, but a lot of times you don't see them coming and they're like, wow, that's amazing insight. Yeah. Right. So, you know, Asking a question, shutting up and listening can be can be powerful before it gets out, you know, on the internet when someone's going to talk even louder and others are going to agree. So I would, yes. that's one thing for me. Um, that's on the that's on the work side that we're we're looking for and reading a lot into mm-hmm. and trying to trying to help those people. Yes, thank you so much for sharing that. I gotta agree. I mean, I've spent years back and forth on LinkedIn. My, like I said, I worked a lot with HR professionals and just reading the stories on LinkedIn and then having, you know, calls with them and hearing the stories of HR professionals who have made that conscious decision that I'm leaving this place. I don't have a plan B, but I can't stay here anymore. I realize my values are not aligned with theirs. This organization isn't meeting my needs. And you know, having different conversations when we were very deep into the throes of the pandemic during lockdown, hearing HR people say, look, this is not for me anymore. I can't do this anymore. And I need to get out of here. And on the reverse side, I've had some HR professionals who have been like, I could see that organizations really need help, need support. And I think I'm ready to get back into HR um, so that I can support some organizations. So I've seen a bit of both. And I just hope that organizations will listen. But again, I'm seeing in the news every day, leadership not listening. I just, you know, reading the article about Netflix, letting go people because they lost all their these profits. They thought about money over people, right? Then you have Starbucks doing the same thing, um, not allowing their people to be unionized. Then you have Google who just had to pay out $118 million um, because of not having equal pay of their female diverse employees. So there's just so much craziness happening in organizations that really is making people take a step back and go, look, I'm no longer taking this anymore. And I want to get more intentional about my values and finding 
organizations that are aligned to my values. It's a mm-hmm. lot. It's a lot, Josh. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. I got to ask you, last, in question, last important question. What's the biggest misconception about human resources, even though you're HR adjacent, the biggest misconception that you could think of about HR that, you know, really bothers you that you want to set the record straight on right here, right now? Oh, that's easy. I, you know, I've got lots of friends outside the industry, yes. you know, so when you get into conversations and so what do you do, you know, and like I'm an HR. Oh, really? You know, like, well, I'm not totally an HR, but I've, I'm in the industry. There's still a negative perception out there by a lot of people that there's not value provided by HR. And so I think, I think there's been tremendous strides over the past decade there. I think, I think technology has actually helped instead of hurt. Um, There's been an explosion of investment in the HR technology space. It's, Mm -hmm. it's lagged behind marketing. It's lagged behind IT. So I think that's good news, Mm -hmm. but I think we all have to remember that that is the reputation or the stigma. And how, what can we do on a daily basis to prove to our people that we're here and we're here to help? And this is this is there ever a better time to be in HR, right? Like, like this like is now. there's a big shot there's a big spotlight being shined on us mm-hmm. right now, and I I am super empathetic for the people that have burned out because these are unprecedented times, yeah. you know. But if you're in it, it's an amazing time to be in it. It's an amazing time to drive real change. You just mentioned pay equity, right? I mean, there's all kinds of topics here where the spotlight is being shined on and you can have amazing impact. So I would use, if you can, like use the social situations where people are asking what you're doing as a way to prove to them, like, Hey, I, I'm doing great work. I'm doing great things. I'm here to help. Um, that's, that's the misperception in my mind. Um, and I've seen it change. I've seen people change drastically, like I said, in the past decade. So hopefully that change uh, rate keeps going up um, and we can, we can change the perception. Definitely. I agree. It's really been a difficult time, but yeah, the negative perception of HR is still very much a real thing. Um, when you think of all the negative things that people say about HR, but like you said, I think this is a very exciting time to be in HR and recognize the possibilities of creating great people experiences and being great at people ops is something that we can look forward to for the future. Um, For now and the future, you know, when we read about what the future of HR looks like 2030 and beyond, and we look at some of the roles that they're looking to integrate into, into our space, it's a lot but it's doable if we have a balance with the right amount of labor to support us and the right amount of tools where necessary to support us. And we're glad to have Spotlight as one of those tools that we can now look to, to help us in creating great people experiences. With that being said, Josh Schwede, you survived your time in the sound booth with me today. I wanna thank you so much for being here. We're going to share some additional resources on Spotlight in the comment section of this show. And so people will be able to um, check them out there. But thank you for being here. I so appreciate the invite. This was super fun, Julie. Uh, (laughs) thanks Thanks for having us on. It's great seeing your face. You're welcome. Thank you for joining me for this episode of HR Sound Off. I hope that you found it useful. 
You can find this and all of the episodes of HR Sound Off on all major podcast platforms. Spotify, Apple, Amazon, you name it, we're there. Remember, HR Sound Off is created by HR professionals for HR professionals. If you would like to share your story, then reach out to us and let us know. Make sure to hit the notification bell and subscribe to HR Sound Off on YouTube as well as Podbean. And we'll see you again when we next sound off.